0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the McCarty Ministries podcast. Don't forget to go to wherever you listen to podcasts to rate and review us. Your feedback helps us reach more people and we appreciate it. I bet you can think of a time in your life where something died. Maybe you tried to keep a plant alive, but no matter how hard you tried, it just didn't make it. Maybe you had a dream that got crushed and it never came to be. Maybe you had a relationship that fell apart. Or maybe, recently, you lost a loved one. There's nothing that feels more final than death. Nothing. It's really a point of no return. But did you know that if you're a follower of Jesus, death isn't a final thing? No matter if death is because you've lost a loved one or a relationship's been destroyed, I want to encourage you today that death isn't final. Let's take a look at what that means. Can I admit something to you? What I'm about to tell you does not make me sound very cool at all. Because it's not trendy and it's not something that most young people are into. In fact, it's a hobby that's very much for older people. It's something they enjoy. Here goes. I'm really into gardening. Seriously, I love planting things and watching them grow. I don't know what it is. I love growing vegetables and herbs. There's just something satisfying to me about getting my hands dirty, being outside in the sun, and just messing with the soil. Planting and nurturing a plant so that it will grow fruit or something like that for you later is very rewarding. I dabbled in this a little bit last year and i actually started with seeds and pods in the basement under a grow light in fact some of my friends would joke with me uh are those really vegetables you're growing but seriously i started from seed in soil under a grow light early last spring actually late last winter and i watched these little seedlings grow all the way up into small plants and then i transplanted them outside and watched them grow all year. It was really an awesome experience, actually. But the thing is that it it didn't go well for everything I planted. In fact, it doesn't always go well. Sometimes, no matter how much I would water the plant and feed it, give it sunlight, it would die. I had a couple of plants that that was the case. I, I couldn't figure out why, no matter how much I took care of the plant, read all the books, did all the right things, that I just couldn't keep the plant alive. Even though some plants may not get enough water or get enough food and they die because of that, some plants just die no matter what you do. Some plants get diseased. Some plants get uh, destroyed by bugs or, or other pests. The fact is, plants die. Talking about this and actually going through that process last year, reminded me of when I was in second grade all of us kids in class were given a little plastic cup and a seed I I can't remember what it was it was probably a flower of some sort but we were all given the same seed one seed we were all given the same plastic cup we were all given the same dirt and we planted them one day and we all put them out on the windowsill in class And we were able to watch those plants grow over the next few weeks in class. And it was really cool because every morning our teacher would say, all right, class, let's go take a look at our plants. And of course, in a Sharpie marker, we all wrote our name on the plastic cup. And so we would run over there and look at the row of cups, look for our cup and see how our plant was doing. And it was really interesting because some had little green shoots already. Some didn't show anything at all. Some were just terribly dried out. The soil was really dry, and you knew, man, that one's not going to do very well. But the thing was is I remember this vividly because my plant didn't do well. At first, it grew a little shoot like everybody's, but then it turned brown. And I remember vividly that my plant died, and I felt kind of ashamed because many of my classmates' plants did just fine. And here's the thing about a dying plant, and this is what I realized as a second grader. Once it's dead, it stays dead. There's nothing you can do about it because death is really a final thing. So let's look at our verse, and we'll dive into this a little bit more. Our verse for this episode is 1 Corinthians 15.55, and I'm going to use the voice version. I really like it. It says this, Hey, death. What happened to your big win? Hey, death, what happened to your sting? Our main points for this episode are, number one, without Jesus, death is a permanent thing. Very permanent. Number two, death comes in many forms. And number three, with Jesus, death isn't final. Let's get back to my plant in class. As I said before, once that plant is dead, it's dead. There's no bringing it back. There's nothing you could do about it. And it was discouraging as a second grader. And it was a lesson I learned right then and there that, wow, things die and death is final. And that's the thing about death. It's permanence. Death is the end. It's very existence. Death's existence means that everything else ceases to exist. Death really is the most final thing on the planet. A broken relationship often can't be started up again. A broken car might not be able to be fixed, and so it's considered dead. A canceled event maybe doesn't get rescheduled. I know a lot of us experienced that with the COVID pandemic. Graduations were canceled. Graduation parties were canceled. Weddings were canceled. When something dies, that's it. And I think that that's why you and I are so afraid of death. I think that's why the world tries to avoid death, because the finality of it can be very scary. And it's important to know that death is a permanent thing, but only without Jesus. Because Jesus came and defeated death. In fact, Revelation 1.18 says this, Jesus speaking, And I am the living one. I entered the realm of the dead, but see, I am alive now, and for all ages, even ages to come. I possess the keys to open the prison of death and Hades. What Jesus is trying to say here is, look, I defeated some things, and one of those things is death. Isn't that encouraging? That's such good news, because in a world where death exists, and death has a finality to it, Jesus says, wait a minute. I did something about that finality. I reversed that. That's what he's saying here in this verse. So let's look at the ways that we face death because it does come in many forms, which is our second point. Death comes in many forms. We experience loss in lots of different ways. Probably the most saddest one and the one you're thinking about as I'm talking about this is that We can lose a loved one to physical death. It's very sad because of the separation that takes place. You probably have lost a loved one, a parent, a sibling, a friend. I'm sure you've experienced a loss before, and it is devastating because the finality of death often brings hopelessness, regret, anger, and so many more emotions. But not only could we lose a loved one to physical death, we can also experience death in the area of our hopes and our dreams. Maybe you didn't get accepted to the college that you applied to. That dream died. Maybe you didn't get that promotion at work. That dream died. Maybe you tried to launch a small business and it failed. So you feel like that's dead. Maybe you had a special project you were working on and you just couldn't get it to come to the finish line. And so it died. And in a way, because you didn't revisit it, because you didn't try again, because you didn't dust yourself off, that dream died. There was finality to it. You know, the Bible says this, hope postponed grieves the heart. But when a dream comes true, life is full and sweet. That's out of Proverbs 13, 12. It's interesting because the writer is talking about, really, a dream that has died. Hope postponed or your dream being put off grieves the heart. Not only can loved ones die or or dreams die, but relationships in a way can die. If you've ever experienced a breakup, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Breakups can be messy at times. Other times are totally mutual, but either way, a breakup has that feeling of finality to it. As a youth pastor, I would often have students come to me to update me on their dating relationship with the phrase, we're never getting back together. We all knew right then and there that the relationship was dead. But dating relationships aren't the only ones that can die. Family relationships can die too. Family members can cut each other out. Maybe there was a disagreement or a fight that led to an strained relationship between a parent and a child. Maybe you're listening and you don't have a relationship with one of your parents. Maybe they left when you were young. Maybe they were never around. Divorce is unfortunately a, a good example of how family relationships can die. The point is there are different expressions of death in this world, and none of them are fun to experience. And most of them Tempt us to slide into anger, hopelessness, or depression. But there's good news, and it leads me to our final point. With Jesus, death isn't final. In John chapter 11, we have the story of Lazarus, and if you'll allow me to, I want to read the whole story to you quickly. John chapter 11, starting verse 17, says When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at that last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I've always believed you're the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who comes into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher's here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha had met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, If only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? he asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, See how much he loved him? But some said, This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. You see, with Jesus, death is not even final. This is an amazing story because everyone knew that Lazarus had died. And to them, at least in their lifetime, they had never seen a person come back from death. It just didn't happen. Death was a finality. And even around Jesus, they knew that he was the Messiah. He could work miracles. He'd healed people. He'd cast demons out. He made people well. But even they thought, look, Jesus, you missed your opportunity. Death's a final thing. Lazarus already died. Too bad you weren't here to keep him from dying. But the thing is, is even death isn't final when it comes to Jesus. There's nothing like taking something final like death and making it even more final by allowing a few days to go by. And that's what Jesus did. It wasn't like Lazarus had just died, and Jesus was present at the time. No. Lazarus died, days had gone by, and then Jesus showed up. And I'm not trying to be gross here, but imagine the smell of Lazarus' body. Imagine how much he had already started decomposing. There's nothing more final than that. Consider this no one present at Lazarus's funeral was expecting him to come back. But nothing is impossible with Jesus. Jesus is the life giver. He can resurrect anything a person, a relationship, or a dream. He can rebuild anything, he can restore anything. Nothing is too dead for Jesus. I want to say that one more time before we close so it sinks in. Nothing is too dead for Jesus. And you know the thing is that with Jesus, even in physical death, it's not a finality. Because those loved ones that we've lost, we'll see again someday in heaven. In fact, it's amazing to think about the reunion that we're going to have. When we get to heaven and see all of those that we've lost before us, I've been to some pretty cool family reunions and parties before. And getting back together with someone that you haven't seen for years, catching up, reuniting with a loved one that you haven't been with is so awesome and so special. It's so fun and so memorable. Can you imagine entering into heaven and seeing? Grandparents and great grandparents, siblings, friends, and anyone else that you've lost before. It's going to be an amazing reunion. So, what can you do about death in your life? Is it a dead relationship? Is it somebody that's passed away? Or is it a hope or dream that's been completely crushed and devastated? What can you do about those deaths in your life? I want to give you three things. Number one, know what God has promised. Jesus is the Resurrector. He's defeated death. It has no more sting. It has no more victory. So number one, know what God has promised. Get in the Bible and study it. What has Jesus promised as your Resurrector? Number two, believe what God has promised. So don't just educate yourself by studying those Bible verses. Believe what He's promised. How do you believe confess it every day. Jesus, I believe you're the Resurrector. Jesus, I believe you defeated death. Jesus, I believe you can bring my dream back to life. Jesus, I believe you can restore this relationship. So number one, know what God's promised. Number two, believe what God has promised. And number three, activate what God has promised. Activate it by confessing it. Activate it by acting on it. Activate it by not giving up, by trying again, by pressing on, by pushing through, by going through that grind day in and day out, no matter what anybody says, no matter how many critics you have, no matter how hopeless it looks, no matter what the circumstances may be, press on, push through, and activate what God has promised. Let's review. Our key verse for this episode is 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-five, The Voice, which says, Hey, death, what happened to your big win? Hey, death, what happened to your sting? And our main points are, number one, without Jesus, death is a permanent thing. Number two, death comes in many forms. And number three, and most importantly, with Jesus, death isn't final. We just want to remind you that you can follow our ministry on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. Just search for McCarty Ministry. And I want to thank you again for listening. We really appreciate you tuning in and checking out what we have to share and we hope that it's been a blessing to you. Make sure that you don't miss an episode by subscribing to this podcast wherever you listen. And if this podcast has blessed you, we'd love for you to share it with others on social media. Don't forget, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, or just at our website, mccartyministries.com. I'd encourage you to go there, visit our site for more details on who we are and what we're up to. And until next time, let's keep reaching the world for Jesus.